You're listening to the Super Coin Bros Podcast, recorded by the Super Coin Bros at Sahara Coins in Las Vegas, Nevada. What's up, guys? We are back again with another episode of Super Coin Bros. We're going to take a different route and start a new series. Yeah, today, uh, you know, that's very popular coin, one of the two most commonly collected United States coins. I think we're going to try to dive into the famous Lincoln cent. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and say it right out front. We have a lot of people that we see on a daily basis with Lincoln cents. Every day. And they may or may not hear on the radio, see on TV, something about a Lincoln cent that, you know, it's always advertised, this thing's worth X amount of thousands or millions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those situations where, you know, the uh, if we had a nickel situation for every time somebody came into the store and started talking about uh, a video that they saw on TikTok or YouTube, whatever it might be, where somebody was telling them, hey, I'm the coin expert, this, this, this coin is worth, uh, uh, you know, thousands of dollars, whatever it might be. Or Etsy. Yep, yep, Etsy is the other one. They're like, is. hey, I listen, I saw this 1958 Lincoln cent sold for $22,000 on Etsy. Yeah, what you what you have to realize is that, no, it did not sell for that kind of money. They have it posted for that kind of money in the hopes that maybe they can get somebody to fall for it and pay some ridiculous amount of money for it. The other side of that that we see is money laundering, right? True, yes. So you see a lot of those where... You know, if you can post a, a penny that's literally a penny and have it show that you sold it for $22,000, yeah. uh, you now have $22,000 of incoming money. Right. And, I mean, it's 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 traceable but a legal transaction, right? So, yeah, definitely th- that type of thing we, uh, we, we've seen and kind of had to think about in those terms as well. So Lincoln Sense as a whole, I mean, I'll say this. If we start, let's just start easy here. Yeah. So wheat cents, we deal with a lot of wheat cents. They're they're super popular. Don't get me wrong. Um, we when we get a bulk deal of wheat cents in, it's not something where we dig through every single penny, unfortunately. No. So uh, please, guys, don't bring in your you know jars of cents and uh, 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 bags and whatnot, and expect us to actually look through them to see if we can't help you find something of rarity. It's, just not a a good use of our time well and that's really it comes down to even the individual right so if you're at home you have a bunch of of lincoln cents that you've saved your whole life take the time to go through them at home i mean it gives you something to do um, and you're going through looking for these better dates and there's a whole list of them true um i mean we most of us here know them off the top of our heads Mm -hmm. but we also have a list in the store that we give to the customers that you can take and sort through them now the reason we don't sort through them in the booth, I know we get a lot of questions from folks like, oh, you're not sorting through them because you guys are going to go sort them when you're done. Listen, the time it takes to sort through a bucket of wheat cents and specifically look for date mint mark combinations is in most cases not worth the time. No. So what ends up happening with us, we bag up those wheat cents, run them through the counter, put them in bags, and we sell them. And a lot of you that may be listening to this have purchased our 500-count bags. Oh, yes. Those bags are truly unsearched. The only thing that ever gets done when they're being run through the counter is if you see those ones that are just gnarly, green, nasty, bent up, really, really damaged that we can obviously see, we pluck those out of there. Either that or, you know, 
again, sometimes mistakes are made. A memorial scent gets thrown in there and whatnot. Mm-hmm. We do our best to try to pick those out as well. Obviously, we've had customers come back and say, hey, I found two you know, memorial scents in there. Sorry, our bad. Um, not infallible in that sense. But we do our best to make sure that what we're uh, uh, selling out there is indeed what exactly it is that we're advertising. Yeah, and with that, I mean, here's the thing. One of the most widely collected coins, it's it's a, it's the scent. It's Absolutely. the Lincoln scent from, mm-hmm. from wheat scents all the way, honestly, up until now. There's folks that are collecting the current scents. True. Um, and, and some of that comes in where folks are like, I can't find, you know, certain mints over here. I can't find mm-hmm. this here, that there, so they come looking for them. But uh, Lincoln scents as a whole, honestly, are a great, great series to start with. Very because so. Very affordable. Yes. And, and they're everywhere. Um, let's face it, you know, how many times have you gone to a, a garage sale, a yard sale, an estate sale and whatnot, someone's selling coins? You are almost always going to find some wheat scent or some collection of, uh, of Lincoln scents there, right? Oh, yeah. Albums. The blue albums sure. you find for sure all over the place, right? Absolutely. So that's one of the things, guys, that for like younger collectors or those of you that are not younger collectors but have younger kids in your family that you want to introduce to coin collecting, I feel like scents are a good way to do it, right? 100%. Because they're easy to get, like I said, in your change. 100%. You know, you can find that stuff and help them get interested into, uh, into collecting. Yeah. But, so interesting little tidbit. You know, Ray and I have been – kind of making it a little bit of a point to say Lincoln sense, right? Um, interesting little tidbit is that the United States Mint has never struck a penny, right? We've never struck a penny. A lot of guys are probably going to be like, wait, what, what are you talking about? We, we use pennies every day. No, see, a penny was the term used for the one pence mm-hmm. coins. It was, a, it was the layman term, right, to refer to the pence as a penny, that kind of stuck around since the British colonial times here in the U.S., and we continued calling the one cent a penny. Yeah, that's that's one of those. That, I mean, let's be real. On a normal normal talk, right? Everybody can be talking. We'll slip up, and it'll yep. be like, "Oh, hey, man, grab the pennies over yep. there." Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it is. It's just what you're accustomed to saying. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and you look in the the books, all red books, all the books that are available to even just the general public. It's going to say Lincoln scent, wheat scent, yep. uh, you know, flying eagle scent, mm-hmm. uh, large scent, small scent. And I'm kind of going down a, a little bit of a wormhole there, a little bit. but yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they're scents, right? So mm-hmm. that's just kind of a little bit of knowledge that is kind of interesting to to know. Now, in that series. Lincoln Scent series. Let me clear that up since I just threw everything else out <laughs> on the table. Um, in the Lincoln Scent series, there there's some really, really heavy hitters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some really, really strong hitters. And also some coins that are very commonly talked about. Uh, but but seldom ever really seen, right? Well, and those ones are the ones that I feel like there's the most confusion around. For sure, for sure. They those are the ones that definitely have uh, a lot of story and whatnot behind them or around them, and uh, that really tends to confuse uh, a lot of folks. Um, I mean, Ray, do you want to start with uh, you know the real real basic year one? I mean, I think that's kind of a kind of a good place to start as far as, you know, better dates and go. Well, before I get into better dates, let's just throw the one that that I honestly think provides the absolute most confusion to most folks that are, I don't know that I would say that are collecting, but that see it on TV. Sure. Right. Because I'm going to be honest, our local news has been one of the largest uh, that has caused the problem with this. 1943 Mm -hmm. Lincoln sent. Yep. Lincoln wheat sent. I don't know if I should say famous or infamous, right? Yeah, that's a tough one, guys, because here's the deal with that. 
43 cents are very, very common mm-hmm. because they're made of steel. Yes, sir. Now, those of you that are like, hold on, wait a minute. Let's just throw this out there, okay? You look at the year, there was war happening. Mm-hmm. What are cents made of, Jonathan? In 1941, 42, in that era there. Those are all copper cents, brother. Right. Now, in war, what do they use that uses copper? Or then uh, use then, a lot of copper. Yeah. Well, mainly ammunition. Mm-hmm. So what happened was they were using all of that copper, making ammunition, using it for wartime things. So the scent was then made of steel. Yes, indeed. So a lot of folks will find these steel scents, and when they hear the news, the radio, whatever, they say, hey, if you find a 1943, it's worth a ton of money. Well, the steel scents, in theory, really aren't. Um, and most of them, they were, they were corroding, they rust. Because they were emergency issue, right? Yep. The quality control really sucked on them. So, yeah, they're very, very susceptible to rust and other any other form of corrosion. Yeah, I mean, just to own one. I mean, you can literally walk in here. We'll sell you one for, what, a quarter? Something like I mean, that. Yeah. In oh, yeah. that realm, yeah. depending upon condition. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. There are some that are ultra high grade that yes. have some value. But I say some value because there's, there's scents that are... Uh, of different year that can be in way lesser of grade and are worth a lot more money. This is true. Now, the 43 copper. Yep. That in itself is where it's at. That's the one that everyone wants to find. That's the one that was, I think it was a, uh, uh, some time ago, though there was a there was a Spanish telenovela that that actually featured this coin. Yep, and uh, that caused an interesting problem for us as well. <laughs> so yeah, it it did. We we had a really large influx uh, of Spanish speaking folks that would come in and and would have you know sense. They'd yep. say, hey, I have the forty three penny. Yep. In most cases, it was either a steel cent or a counterfeit, which yep. that is one of the most counterfeited scents out there because of the estimated value mm-hmm. of the real one. So the, when you talk about counterfeits, I mean, there's a number of ways to do that, right? We had folks uh, uh, show up with um, 1943 copper scents that were like chrome plated to make it look like steel. You had the ones that were actually uh, uh, 42s or 44 copper scents that, that, that you know someone tried to add a make it look like a 43 essentially essentially take away the uh, the two or the uh, the four and make it look like a three you know just just all array of different ways to make something look like uh look like a 43 copper yeah and with that here's the thing the 1943 copper scent as far as is i'm aware of um there's only 12 that are known right now mm-hmm. yep. um, so it's one of those where let's be realistic there's only 12 known like the the chances of them knowing where those 12 are 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 relatively strong Mm -hmm. um they say that there could be an additional 28 that may exist that's true um and we're talking specific i believe the uh the the philadelphia's there's i think even fewer than that known from the denver mint if i'm not mistaken yeah, and honestly, those numbers are based on speculation of kind right. of the, the the accidental way they were they were made, right? Right, right, right. So yeah, definitely a coin that wasn't really supposed to exist. I mean, kind of when we're talking about that, the other one that also con- causes confusion around the whole steel scent debacle is the forty four steel scent. Now, <laughs> that is another one, right? That's another one that that a lot of folks have come in and go, yep. hey. I've got this, you know, or, or actually what ends up happening in most cases, folks will bring us a 44 copper. Yep. 
and they say, "Hey, I have the rare 44." So it's it's oh, kind of flip flop from exactly, what uh, exactly. from what is actually going on there. That 44 steel, there's supposed to be, I think, 25 to 30 of them known. I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, it may it may even be fewer than that, but yes, extremely extremely few of them. Essentially, the the the, the process was the same, right? The the speculation is that uh, there were a couple of copper planchets left inside of the mm-hmm. hoppers at the mints, got accidentally struck with 1943 dates on them. That's sort of the backstory of the 43 copper cent same thing happening in 44 some of the steel planchets were left in the hopper when the uh, 44s went back to the copper some accidentally got struck on the steel planchets so the interesting thing about that i'm looking right now they had this is where i kind of throw up my hands like come on guys really because if that's the case and there were some just accidentally left in the hopper Mm -hmm. how in the world do you have philadelphia 44 steals, right. Denver yep. steals, and you have San Francisco. Yep. So according to the estimations from PCGS, like I say, the 44 Philadelphia, they think there's 25 to 30. Mm-hmm. The 44 Denver, seven. Yep. And the 44 San Francisco, two. Yep. Now, there's auction records for all of them. So mm-hmm. it's not like a, you know, this is just a fable story that there's not really any out there. Um, I will tell you, the 44 San Francisco the last auction record for that in 2021, that thing, a PCGS certified one, went for $408,000. So essentially half a million dollars for one cent. Yeah. And that's really, listen, this is an extreme case here, right? Yeah. yeah. So these are the very, very, very extreme rarities. But the reason we bring these up first, or at least the reason why I decided to bring it up first, right. is because I feel like this one has probably the most misconception behind it. This is true. We we commonly I mean every day, every day we'll either get something show up uh you know on the counters when we're buying in our buying booths or we'll get calls regarding it saying that hey I have a I have a, I have a scent that's worth, you know, x amount of money and it's like, well, what is it? And then when they go through that, we sometimes have to more often than not have to be the bearer of bad news and tell them that what they have is, you know, not not very valuable at all. It's it's not the piece that everyone is looking for. That's true. It's true. Now, for a piece that a lot of folks look for that is way more attainable, but is also a really good coin, but uh, we'll point out that it's it's available really for whatever range of collector you are, mm-hmm. uh, would be the 09S VDB. Yes. Yes. That coin, it's a great coin, right? It's it a cent. You know, coin. we can look at the coin and go, "Hey, man, this coin's awesome." Yeah, it, it's 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 a it's a cent. Like yep. in my eyes, listen, cents, great way to start, yep. great thing to go with. But they're cents, yes, right? Mm-hmm. So the 09 SVDB still has confusion because a lot of folks will see an 09 with the VDB, right? And yeah, definitely a source of confusion. When we start talking about the 09 cent, it's a very um, the 09 cent alone is a very ubiquitous term, right? Uh, it's the last year of the Indian cent. So you have the 09 Philly, 09S in the Indian cent. Mm-hmm. And then in the Lincoln cent, you have the 09 Philly. Then you have the 09S. Then you have the 09 uh, Philly that with the VDB. And then you have the <laughs> 09S VDB. I know, that's a lot, right? It's It can be super, super confusing. So VDB, for those of you that, that are not aware, is Victor David Brenner. Mm-hmm. The engraver. Yes, the engraver of, of the scent. 
So that is on, it's physically on those scents. That's why they're called VDBs. Yeah, and for those of us who are looking at the change that you have in your hand right now at home, it's going to be on the reverse of the coin, in, right in between, on the bottom of the coin, uh, between the uh, the two wheat stocks. Yeah, and even then, uh, the thing to know about that, so they had VDB on the coin at one point, then they removed it, mm-hmm. and then they've added it again. Yep. So you can it. look <laughs> at modern change and sometimes find VDB on there, and yep. it's like... Wait a minute. What's going on here? Right. It's coins change. Designs change. Mm-hmm. Design. They remove things. They add things. So that's one of those things that, again, has caused confusion. We've had folks yeah. call and go, hey, listen, I've got a 2000 something with VDB on it. What's it worth? A cent, yep. you know. And, yep. and so that's one of those things that that's important to understand, too, is that uh, VDB is not necessarily what makes this coin worth the money it's worth, right? Correct. It's the combination of the S mint mark with the VDB. Absolutely. Um the other thing, too, that we want to touch on is that so th- there's two coins that are more counterfeited in United States coins than any other U.S. coin. And one of them actually happens to be the 09 SVDB. The other one being the 1916 D Mercury Dime. We'll do that, I imagine, on a different podcast. But mm-hmm. those two coins are the most counterfeited U.S. coins that, that, that are available now. So with that, I mean, that comes a a real good learning uh, opportunity for any collector, right? Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things you're going to find is an added mint mark. Why? Because that 09 VDB that's out there has everything that they have on an an SVDB. Well, kind of. There's some diagnostics that you can look for. But they add a mint mark. So you'll see little dimples. You'll see striations. You'll see, you know, tooling, all kinds of things around this kind of what looks like an S in some Mm -hmm. cases. Mm Mm-hmm. We've seen good ones, though. There have been some really, really good ones. <clears throat> yeah, we've seen, uh, I mean, listen, we look at a lot of coins, um, and I've seen SVDBs come in that I've looked at and looked at again and then taken a break and looked at it again, and I'm like, uh, something seems off. Yeah, I've, there's been plenty of times where, you know, I'll take a, take a, an SVD, a potential SVDB over the uh, counter, and be, you know, and there's certain things that just kind of stick out and be like, hey, Ray, I need to borrow your eyes real quick, man. Can you take a look at this? And, you know, we'll kind of hem and haw over different things and whatnot. There will be cases where we'll believe beyond a shadow of doubt it's legit. There are times where we have seen it like, nah, there's no way this thing is real. And then there have also been times where we're like, you know what? Honestly, this one's kind of tough. Recommendation? Send it off and get it certified. Yeah, that's really with this type of coin it's worth doing, right? So looking at current price guide values of this coin, uh, in good, they have it valued at about 750. Mm-hmm. So you think about that. Good for those of you that may not be aware, good is not really good. No, good, good is in bad. the coin world is, is, but, is quite bad actually. <laughs> and, and and I mean that with no disrespect for no. those of you that are, are good collectors, because yep. I'll be honest with you, collecting a set of good graded coins is actually harder than getting a mint state set. in many cases absolute just because the populations are so dang low yeah because one a lot of folks don't certify them or mm-hmm. two when you send in a coin that could potentially be good a lot of the time it's got environmental damage yep. it's been cleaned there's something going on with it so it comes back with that detail it's kind of like what we talked about in our last podcast yes so on the high end and this is for a brown designation. So okay. there's brown, red, brown, and red. I'm giving you the lower of the three. Mm-hmm. On the high end right now, they say a Mint State 6709 SVDB Jeez. price guide value. That's a beast of a coin. Did you take a guess, actually? In, <laughs> uh, in, in brown. In brown. What, in what brown. do you think? In brown in a 67? Oh, 
gosh, that's you better lovely. be close. I know, I right. That's, this is this is gonna this is gonna this is gonna kind of start messing with my credibility. Um, <laughs> I would say somewhere in the ballpark of sixty-seven. Somewhere in the ballpark of maybe about forty-five grand. Okay, so that's a little high. Twenty-five grand is 25. what they have price. Okay, guy. okay. But see where you're close here. Red I'm brown red fifty. Brown. Ah, that's what it is. Okay. Now, right. then the next step up in red. Mm-hmm. Goes to 175. Yeah, massive, massive jump there. And and when we're talking about the whole brown, red, brown thing, this is this is the this we're referring to the color of the coin, by the way. Mm-hmm. Just in case uh, 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 some of our listeners aren't familiar with with what what exactly it is that we're talking about, copper uh, starts changing color over time, right? And the better the the preservation is of the metal, the brighter the red color remains in the coin. This becomes another issue that I have. See, I got all these issues. It's kind of crazy. They yeah, come out yeah. when we do these podcasts. We, we all have issues with certain things, right? <laughs> We're all I just mean, a little is, uh, mad, right? It, it, is, it, is what, <laughs> it, it is what it is, right? We all find things to be triggered about these days. Well, and here's the thing about this one, right? So the grading companies each have their own standard as to what they determine is brown, red, mm-hmm. brown, mm-hmm. and red, okay? I, don't quote me for those of you that know this exactly for PCGS, but I'm pretty sure reds have to be 95% red mm-hmm. um, to be deemed red. Now, here's the hard part with that. You look at a coin, it may look red. It may look great. There's a fly speck on it. Yep. There's a chance it may get knocked down to red-brown. That's true. And a fly yep. speck, guys, is exactly how that sounds. It's like a black dot that mm-hmm. just develops on these coins. Yep. And, and, and it does. It affects that. Prime example, we have a coin out right now at PCGS, mm-hmm. an 09 SVDB. Yep. It's coming back from grading sometime this year hopefully (laughs) (laughs) that's not a punch at anybody i'm just saying it it takes a little while right now the grading services are a little backed up so the times are taking a while but anyways the coin is already certified it's already graded uh we sent it in express they've actually photographed this Mm -hmm. coin already Mm -hmm. and we have the photos of it now the coin's beautiful to the average individual or uh, you know a, a, someone that's been collecting for a little while yep. would look at these photos and be like man that's a that's a very nice red red coin. Yeah, absolutely. It's coming back red brown. It is. It is. Much to our dismay. It is. It is. <laughs> it's a very 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 nice coin. I mean, I think I, I again I think it's 65 is what it graded. 65 I believe is yeah, yeah, the grade that we're getting back on. Yeah, so a 65 is, is a beautiful coin. Absolutely by by any standard it is a it is a killer coin in that sense. So, my thing I look at is I go, okay. Let's just talk about a coin in 65. Red brown Price guide's $5,200 right around there. Yeah. Uh, If it would have stayed red, it's like a Mm -hmm. $7,800. So that with cents, it's it's interesting because so let's compare a cent to another very well collected coin, Morgan dollars. Sure. Okay. With Morgan dollars, you either have a 65 or 64, or maybe you have a dimple or maybe you have a proof like. Right. But that's more surface and strike. Right. It's the way that the coin was produced, right? Mm -hmm. Now- with cents, I feel like there's way more variables that go into the actual grade of a, of a cent. For sure. For sure. You get down into like the lower grade stuff, and, and what are you left with? I mean, you get down into the fine, very fine, whatever. I get it. They still have brown designation. They mm. still have red brown. They still have red. But when you, you start looking at things like auction records, you're not going to find a red, a VF red. No. They no. don't do that. No, it's just it's not really a thing, right? I mean, let's face it. Once they see any 
any level of actual real world circulation, boy, those start those those scents really start to get dark very quickly. Well, and it comes down to listen, we we we'll tell people that are buying coins, right? People are like, How do I hold a coin? What do we tell them? Hold it on the on the on rim, the hold yep. it on the mm-hmm. edge. Don't let your fingers smudge all over the coin. Absolutely. Is it because I think your thumb's gonna slide across the coin and leave hair or hairlines? No. Not necessarily. No. It's the oils in your hands, yep. right? They're gonna help. I mean, it it gets on the metal regardless if it's silver, copper, nickel, whatever, mm-hmm. um, and and oxidation occurs. Right. So looking at, at something like scents that we know over time are gonna turn. Mm-hmm. It's just you gotta you gotta treat them right, right? But Absolutely. again, scents are in everybody's pockets. Everybody's pocket. So it's amazing when a coin comes out red mm-hmm. for that exact reason. I mean, let's face it. How many times have we seen uh, uh, coins, scents specifically, that are in theory red coins, but there is an irremovable fingerprint oh, on yeah. the, surf- the surface of the coin? See, what, what a lot of folks don't realize is that the oils that are in our uh, that come from our body, you know, they contain all sorts of different chemicals, whether it's actually produced from our body or something that was on our hands. That can actually have a detrimental effect on the coin itself. Whether and can it's we be real, though? We all know our friends. Some of yeah. our friends are a little more corrosive than others. A little bit. I mean, just bit. saying. I'm just just had to throw that out. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> I, I I can't I can't uh, I can't deny it. It is what it is, mm-hmm. right? And you folks know who you are, by the way. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, pizza fingers, right? <laughs> yeah, so exactly. <laughs> so um, that that's one of those things where you know we'll see uh, a coin where we believe it would have been a, a wonderful candidate for you know grading to get a nice high grade red brown, but because of the thumbprint that's on it, it's like yeah, it's probably not going to be worth your time or money to. Uh, go any further with this yeah so it's that's that's true i mean the way that the coin is has been handled over time but again that's part of coin collecting right like that's the allure to it if you can find one that's not not a quote-unquote damaged or has you know something has been done to it over the the long span of its life then that's where that value comes in but 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 can i can i interject one thing here? mm -hmm. so for those of uh so so for you guys at home who are looking at your coins with the white gloves and whatnot uh you know don't get me wrong; it's not it's not a bad thing. But whatever you do, don't just because you see something on there with your white gloves, don't don't rub the coin. Yeah, please, don't please don't, don't do that. pick it off. Yeah, don't. I've don't seen to too many that. times where that has happened. I've actually had folks in line to have us look at their coins in the store. Yeah, and you'll see them kind of uh, you know examining their coin. Mm-hmm. I watched a lady once pull a rag out and Jesus. polish her coin oh. as she's waiting in line. And the problem was she comes up to the counter. And oh, I remember man. it clear as day because it was a Carson City dollar. Okay. And okay. she sets it on the counter, and I look at it, and I'm like, this coin's been polished. I didn't just say that because I saw her doing it. But it yeah. the hairlines were there. It was everything's blown out. Mm-hmm. The you know the the luster band's gone, oh, um, and man. she's like, "No, this coin's never been co- it never been polished." Oh. And it's one of those moments where I'm like, "I'm I'm not the type where I'm going to tell you, hey, listen, I just watched you polish it, right? Because I can tell you by looking at that coin, it had been polished long prior. She mm-hmm. was just taking care of whatever she saw on it at the yep. time. So it is very important, guys. Don't don't polish your coins. Don't clean them. Don't try to take specks off. Just let them be. If you really feel the need. Uh, to have a coin uh, conserved, yeah, yeah. There's options to do that with the grading companies, and, and and you don't have to do it. and You're not responsible for any damage that would have happened. Uh, understand to your that it's going to cost money and whatnot to do so, but it's a much safer way than you taking matters into your own hands and uh, trying your hand at uh, your form of conservation. Yeah. Pro- 
probably not the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go ahead and uh, I sign off on that message. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, guys, listen, we're going to dig into a lot of different coins, right? We're going to dig into uh, a series of coins. If there's there's coins you guys want us to talk about or mention, uh, you definitely hit us up. This this podcast, I was not planning on it being long. No. Um, it's already pretty long. It, yeah. But the thing is this, like, listen, the maybe we'll do a couple on cents because – there's so many dates in here that we can discuss in detail. Uh, 14 Ds, 55 double die is huge. 22 but that, planes. Uh, yeah, yeah, 22 I mean, plane. That in itself, I think, should be its story. own topic Great because there's one. a lot. Uh, yeah, the story behind the coin and some of the stories that I have as far as customers that have come in with sure. things. And there's a lot of cool stuff there, guys, to, to break out. So, um, yeah, I think, I mean, for now, we may wrap this one up here. And Yeah, I think this is a great intro to it. Um, I think it's going to provide just a little bit of insight and uh, sort of an introduction into the Lincoln Scent, uh, especially if you're not familiar with some of the key dates, you're just getting into collecting. You have some at home that you're trying to look up to see what's a, uh, what's rare, what's worth money. These are some of those things that um, I think you can take with you just to kind of ponder about and uh, sort of, you know, set the stage for for the next podcast to go kind of a little more further in detail uh, of other key dates. Yeah, and if, if you're local to Vegas or you're in town or you're coming to town, stop by the store. Uh, we're here at 7293 West Sahara Avenue. Uh, it'd be cool to see you guys in person and we can help you out. You have questions about this. You want to pick up a red book, maybe some coin supplies to help start collecting cents. We can definitely help you guys out with that. So stop by anytime. Again, uh, we'd love to see you. Hope you guys have a great week, weekend, weekday, whenever you're listening to this and we'll see you next time.